0: I'm Jason Klom and this is the Comedy on Vinyl Podcast. The year is 1977, the album is Let's Get Small. The artist of course is Steve Martin and my guest is Andy Merrill, thank you so much for being here.
1: Hi, thanks.
0: Um, so we haven't done this album in a while, what, why did this one stand out?
1: Um, just because it was silly mm-hmm. and I've always been silly. Uh, the album came out when I was 11, so I didn't really hear it until the 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my first, like, real vinyl comedy album was probably Wonderfulness by...
0: Uh, Phil Coffey. Uh-huh, yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah, what are you going to do?
1: I know. My parents thought, well, he's clean. <laughs> and little did they know. <laughs> Technically, they were
0: right. I mean... He likes
1: to touch the boobies. <laughs> and, um, so... Uh so yeah that wasn't a big influence though my mm-hmm. influences were always the muppets and sure and just crazy off the wall crap like mm-hmm. that um but yeah steve martin was 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 a pretty big influence just cuz he was it, there was nothing like that you yeah. know it was all just kind of joke 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 up mm-hmm. until then and he kind of broke that Mold. It was, it, I was kind of a musical kid too. I started playing ukulele when I was nine because uh-huh. that's what Santa brought me. And, that's um, awesome. So to hear somebody, you know, play the banjo like you did, and, um, that that was always uh, great. Um, I have like his last album. I found it at Amoeba. Mm-hmm. It was the Steve Martin. The Steve brothers. Martin brothers.
0: Yeah, I've never heard that one. That's I think it's the one I have not heard. <clears yet. throat> the
1: first half is uh, the first side of the album is comedy. The second side is stuff is all banjo and okay. It's, um, I don't know if you have the Crow. That was his first bluegrass album with no. the s- Steep Canyon Ranchers. Mm-hmm. A few of those songs that he played on that ended up on that album. Oh, okay. And that was actually the tour I went to see steve martin
0: that's awesome
1: and i kind of had doubts at first because mm-hmm. i thought oh it's going to be serious steve martin oh, okay 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 yeah. uh but he was he was very funny and he did uh king tut at the end of course i know that was on wild and crazy guy but sure <laughs> i i just like the first album because it's just raw and mm-hmm. and
0: and uh I always like the grandma song. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, if 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 for no other reason than to make you grab a dictionary when you're a kid, like it's just so fantastic. Obsequious
1: purple and clairvoyant. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I and that's the thing too is like I, I, there's not a lot of stand-ups outside of like quote unquote like family safe stand-ups that kids are going to listen to or like feel they can relate to. I feel like Steve Martin might be the one who just because he's so insane. Even though a couple he says a couple dirty things. A couple, not, yeah, not much. but like tits, maybe is the worst thing he said.
1: No, he he said uh, it was like th- even that first album it was. Uh, many people come to me and they say, say, "Hey, Steve oh, right. Martin, how can you be so fucking funny?" But he doesn't <laughs> say it like fucking. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like it's kind of <laughs> under his breath. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the second I said that, I'm like, oh, yep, you're right. He does kind of he does kind of open it that like way. Like on Throbbing
1: Python of Love, where Robin Williams jokes about how <laughs> men talk about their... <laughs> but they don't really say the word. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you have when do you, well? First of all, do you, how did you first hear it? Was it from friends or family?
1: I think I first heard it when I got it on my own. Okay. I first heard Wild and Crazy Guy. At my friend, well, he's my brother's friend, but he was my friend too. We all went to church together, but Mm -hmm. he, (coughs) it was at his house and he had Wild and Crazy Guy, and that was like the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it really wasn't until maybe high school that Mm -hmm. I bought the, the, I thought, wow, he's got other albums. So (laughs) I, I got, let's (laughs) get small. Yeah. And, um, uh, that was, yeah, it was it was fun to hear that originality and
0: all of that. And there's no, a, I mean, it, not to even <laughs> criticize Wild and Crazy Guy, but there's no, like, this is not, it's successful Steve Martin, but it's not, hey, I've got a bit that I can do on SNL and turn it's into in an album. It's in a smaller time,
1: you know? club. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing, you know, he's playing to a smaller club and just, <laughs> just joking about how it was $4 to get in. <laughs> and, um... Uh, Yeah, it it's just seemed a little more intimate. I loved... Uh, I didn't see it until college. I don't think it was released until I was in college. That um, Steve Martin live videotape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I searched for years for it because I couldn't find it. And finally, like, a couple years ago, they released it on DVD with mm-hmm. a bunch of his old TV specials. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've only seen clips of it on YouTube. Does it have...
1: It's brilliant. It's like the very first. It's it's basically you're watching the wild and crazy guy, uh, um,
0: uh, like a concert. Yeah, a concert. okay, okay. Uh,
1: before that, he has who else does he have? It's he does like a video segment before with a question and answer period in his house with Henny uh, <laughs> <laughs> Youngman. David Letterman, Paul Simon,
0: holy shit! I
1: think Alan King, maybe. That's awesome. It's it's really funny, and they they also before that part they showed his short film. Oh, okay. Which That's I can't remember the name of it right now. <laughs> uh, the something about the oh the something waiter. Mm-hmm. With Terry Garr and um.
0: I know I've heard of it. I've never seen that mm-hmm. either. Shit, I need to watch this special then. Yeah. Do you have a favorite track off of this album? Like the Grandma song. The Grandma probably. song. Probably. Can you play it? Did you ever sit down and learn to play it? I did. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, yeah. When, when I heard it, I used to try and play it in the ukulele, and then I, I learned, I figured it out, and mm-hmm. played it a lot. Uh, I was also like the smoking one oh Oh, you mind if I fart (laughs) (laughs) did
0: did you so it sounds like then you did share this probably with plenty of friends like this was just the right time Uh, for
1: yeah like in in college I used to over the summer I would it's funny. I would make audio tapes for my friends. Mm-hmm. And they weren't mix tapes They were just me talking. <laughs> and I don't even want to hear them now cuz I probably sound like a douche. <laughs> but uh I would send them like tracks off of that album.
0: That's so good. You would DJ a personal comedy. I would DJ personal comedy. That's so and good.
1: Put songs on it and stuff. <laughs> Put sappy songs. I miss you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish we were back in school.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> Just, awesome.
1: I'm, uh, I don't even want to hear <laughs> I'm sure my friend Wally has a couple dudes. Those are going to end up online at
0: some point. Uh, <laughs> no, I trust okay. Wally. <laughs> okay. All right. As long as you can trust him. <laughs> um, so... For a little perspective, like I mean, 1977. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy that this stands out because it's the year of Star Wars. Uh, and it's funny I War didn't Emmy.
1: wear this shirt on purpose. I
0: know that's what was making <laughs> me think about
1: it. Um, that was yeah. I that, we went we came out here to California to visit my uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in Ohio, and uh, my my cousin was the greatest person in the world because she worked at a concessions. At Disneyland, so we got awesome. in free and we didn't have to do the ticket thing. Uh huh. Uh, so yeah, that was <laughs> a big year. Uh, we always went on vacation and, and, uh, went on big trips. Uh huh. California was the biggest trip so far. We went out west, got our cowboy hats, and, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I love it. I'm off subject. That's
0: <laughs> all right. Did your parents... <laughs> but that On the subject, though, did your parents play comedy for you, for your family,
1: or... No. Um, no. Um, my dad was always very funny. Mm-hmm. My mom was goofy, but my dad was always very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, we never listened to comedy albums. I think uh, in junior high school my friend my friend Chris had all these uh, Smothers Brothers and mm-hmm. and Bill Cosby albums and stuff and um, we used to listen to those all the time I yeah. love the Smothers Brothers and you know Steve Martin used to work used to write for them right uh, back in the day um, so yeah th- that was really my only exposure to comedy albums. Mm-hmm. But once, you know, I was able to buy albums myself, mm-hmm. it was like I couldn't get enough of it.
0: Of course. It's, I mean, and that that's a good time where you... I have to assume, uh, maybe I'm wrong, I mean, if you're making mixtapes, well, not like you say, these very custom... I love the idea that you made those. I'm sorry, it's like kind of blowing my mind that you made these tapes. Did you start making your own comedy recordings at all?
1: Well, um... I did. My my family started uh, a puppet ministry in our church when I was a kid. That's awesome. And so I would always do um, bits with my brother, mm-hmm. uh, and we would always like um, ad lib. So I I kind of learned improv kind of through that. Yeah. Um, uh, we were <laughs> it's when I. When I was in elementary school, at the end, I I went to this Christian academy, Uh and they would have uh, different compet. They would have a competition of different schools, and one part of the competition was like puppetry, and my brother and I would just blow the shit out of everybody (laughs) else because they everybody else would like put a puppet on their hand and give give the uh, the salvation sermon. (laughs) (laughs) And my brother and I would actually go in prepared and have like an actual funny skit. That's awesome. That we would do. (laughs) Uh,
0: Was it religious? Did you have to integrate that? For that, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: And then the whole puppet ministry, that was religious. But we would always start, whenever we did like different churches or performances or Mm -hmm. something like that, we would always start with a bit that was not... Well, when my brother and I did it, mm-hmm. it was my mom would kind of write out what she wanted okay. us to do. But once my brother went to college, and it was just me mm-hmm. and my mom being the straight person. I would go to her and say, "I don't want you to write anything anymore." Oh my god. And it wasn't like you suck. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. it was basically, "I just want to shoot from the hip that's and so good. and do that." And um and so that's that's where I really kind of learned comedy and um
0: That's crazy. To learn comedy though and Then I later
1: did that on Cartoon Network. We did a kid's uh Friday nights we would do a kid's uh block of programming mm-hmm. and I I used uh one of my old puppets. Really? And he was like a truck driver. <laughs> and uh when the kids weren't in the studio he was a lot more Randy, uh, 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 <laughs> I think a amazing. couple times we were doing mic checks and the audio was on in the pa- <laughs> <and> the parents' <laughs> green room.
0: Oh no! <laughs>
1: and they would just hear me go one, two, three, motherfucker, <laughs> and stuff like that. So that that wasn't good. But um,
0: but I love the idea. Like, first of all, you don't often hear. I learned improv in church you know or doing that yeah. kind of stuff and also like that's talk about staying on point for comedy because a lot of people learn the free form part of comedy before they learn like keeping on theme or like really getting a, a lack of, for lack of a better term a message across but like sticking with the theme of the whole thing like that makes you a stronger comedy writer like if your theme is i got i've got this religious story or this religious thing to but i've got to do it in a funny way that kind of keeps you
1: well, a lot of our a lot of our stuff was pre-recorded, uh-huh. and it was done by a, 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 a company in San Diego, mm-hmm. and um, they they had pretty good writers. They mm-hmm. would do Bible stories, but they were funny, and they would have uh, like major kind of cartoon actors at the time oh, do wow. do voices. Okay, um, so. You know, it was done professionally, sure. but ours was always just a lead up to.
0: Okay.
1: You know, kind of a variety bit. Sure. Um But so, yeah, I mean, we're getting off the topic of oh. the album, but it the Jim Henson, Bob uh f- Jim Henson, Frank Oz, all of them, those those were Big, like Muppet Show. I would say the Muppet Show is one of the thing, single most influential things. But I never had a Muppet album. Well, my grandma gave me the John Denver Muppet Christmas oh, okay. album. Yeah, but that wasn't f- a full representation no, of what yeah. the Muppet
0: Show was. Did you eventually ever listen to the Muppet Show albums that they made? They made two of them.
1: I didn't hear. Yeah, I didn't hear them until. Until uh, a guy I was working with at Cartoon had it, mm-hmm. and I listened to it, and it had the stuff I wanted to to listen to off the show, like the rhyming song yeah, yeah, I yeah. always thought was brilliant, and and um, Manum and I actually did on Cartoon Planet, and I don't know how we got away with it. Really. But that was, like, one of the first bits on Cartoon Planet that we did was Brack just going, bana, bana!
0: <laughs> And um,
1: and um, I don't know how we got away with that. That's We crazy. also did... I also did the song that never ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Sherry Lewis Lamb Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I always joked, and this is true, the only person that profited besides Cartoon Network on one of the Brack albums... Mm-hmm. Cartoon Planet albums with Sherry Lewis because they had to give her a few cents per album sold.
0: (laughs) Because of that, also as Brack, I'm assuming you did that song as Brack too. I did that
1: song as Brack, (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) it is so perfect. Um, Oh my gosh, that's uh, the 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 puppet show thing is like just begging so many because like honestly like if I if I think back like I feel like the Muppets were probably one of the bigger influences too as much as like I might have listened to Steve Martin and loved Steve Martin. But he you know i mean if if there's a human Muppet, he might have been it at the time he know? was, <laughs> and you
1: know what the the thing about Steve Martin and the Muppet show was that that was the only episode where they kind of broke the what they the the normal uh thread of what mm-hmm. what the show normally is it was it was like the audience couldn't show up oh okay and and so steve was just there to uh to entertain the muppets
0: that's freaking great i just
1: remembered i was i don't know what i did but i was grounded once (laughs) and uh i don't know my mom was out somewhere but the only time I was let out of my room is my dad would let me come out of my room to see The Muppet Show.
0: <laughs>
1: and then I wasn't grounded for the rest of the week for some reason. <laughs> it was, like, forgotten.
0: That's so perfect. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, being denied that would be terrible. Freaking it was a new Show. episode. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's awesome. I I don't know if I've ever seen the Steve Martin episode, actually, now that now that I... You should. Yeah, it's, that sounds freaking amazing. It's on
1: the second season okay. set. The season Don Knotts was on.
0: Don Knotts was on that season too. Uh, Holy shit! What was he doing? That's fantastic.
1: Um, (laughs) It's probably shortly after his failed variety show, because everybody had a variety variety show. Okay, see now this is way blowing
0: my mind too. I think he had a variety
1: (laughs) show. (laughs) I always loved Don Knotts too. Just his movies were. I don't know why Annie Griffith. I know he didn't want to be typecast with, mm-hmm. with Don Knotts, but I don't know why they never did a movie together after Right, the Annie Griffith show. Cuz it would have been so great.
0: Absolutely. Cuz
1: all of Don Knotts' movies were written by the Annie Griffith writers. Right.
0: That, that that's a good point. Like they they were they were In a fact, wonderful team, but Here's yes. a little bit of trivia. Okay.
1: The guy who replaced Don Knotts on The Annie Griffith Show, mm-hmm. the crappy oh,
0: yeah, yeah, nephew yeah.
1: of Floyd, mm-hmm. uh, Warren, he he wrote for The Muppet Show. Really? Uh-huh.
0: That's interesting.
1: I think. <laughs> Let me look at IMDb. All car. right.
0: <laughs> I, you know, the one thing we talked about last time we did the show, just briefly because I was speaking with a musician at the time, uh, musician and comedian, Brendan Small, Uh, Oh yeah, we talked a bit about Ramblin' Man because just like there's so much really like legit good playing on here, even though Steve Martin would always play down, you know, I'm not a musician, I'm not that great, I whatever. Yeah,
1: his whole thing about I'd like to talk about politics now, but first a little Foggy Foggy Mountain breakdown. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's about Nixon. Uh, Do Foggy Mountain? Yeah, that was.
0: I think if, if uh, I think I probably talked about this every time we talked about this album but one way to leave your lover is my favorite only because I don't know that thing catches me it still catches me by surprise sometimes where where she's gonna go uh, his girlfriend's you know drunk and she, she, I wanted to take her key she wouldn't let me so I shot her oh yeah <laughs> it's so stupid and so like needlessly hard, dark and cruel but I love it because you don't expect that to come out of him because he's so kind of childish and silly.
1: And there's a little, like, uh, kind of maybe listening to it today. Mm-hmm. I, I, there were a couple things where, where I just thought, well, that wouldn't be acceptable today. <laughs> right. Like the homosexual jokes.
0: Oh, yeah, right, right, right. And
1: there's one, oh, it's the Indian, American Indian.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> <With>, huh. <laughs>
1: made for, like, today's uh, audience. And you would always just put in, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, also, the Vegas bit. The Vegas bit is always fantastic to me, only because just he's just compressing this whole experience into this weird single sort of sound escape that he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> just barely saying a word, which is what actually, not. I guess, not entirely dissimilar to to Brack, because I, I which by, I guess I should just point out to, to people, I mean, you wrote for Space Ghost, you're the voice of Brack, among other things, um, yeah, one of my favorite characters on TV ever, uh, and uh, and yeah, like, just sort of that kind of nonsensical rambling it's a little hard you know you you did mention quick in an email or maybe not an email but on on facebook uh that uh you realize that roger miller might be a little bit of an influence on. i didn't
1: realize that until i i liked roger miller as a kid and then i didn't realize that until you know after doing a few songs for cartoon planet Uh and then then listening to dang me and oh yeah okay and uh the other songs like that, I thought, wow, that's that's uh, very similar. <laughs> and, you know, driving cross-country last October to come and live here, mm-hmm. I just happened to... I was going via Route 66, and there was the the Roger Miller Museum. There's a Roger Miller Museum yeah, on Route 66. Somewhere in that's Oklahoma. Awesome. Yeah. And they had, like this original ashtray or something <laughs> where he got the idea to to do uh king of the road
0: i love it <laughs> that's fantastic <There's> just <laughs> an ashtray an inspirational ashtray that is freaking fantastic you know that, yeah, that's actually one thing like in any road trip or travel i've ever been on i don't think i've ever seen like one of those type. You'll see them for musicians, but not for comedians that I can think of. Like I feel like it would be great to go to some comedian's you hometown. You know what? I
1: never went to, and I didn't know this until I was about to leave Georgia, but mm-hmm. there was a Laurel and Hardy museum. Shit! Really? Out like an hour outside of Atlanta. Really? Where it was where Oliver Hardy. Oh, okay. Grew okay. Up, okay. So.
0: I guess that makes sense i get I always keep that's so funny I've, i because i th- that's way more exciting than what I've done which is go to people's grave sites it's a lot sadder <laughs> a lot sadder although the uh um, I'm, I'm
1: sure he's probably buried there too
0: the uh the the the, the steps are in silver like at least I've been to those that's kind of fun the piano mover the piano steps um Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's another tr- Let's see. So we got Ramblin' Man, which is the oh, first show. Okay, track, I'm of sorry. Oh, yeah, Back no, 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 to where we were. Yes.
1: The guy's name was Jack Burns.
0: Oh, I know that name. I do know that name.
1: Uh yeah, he was Warren on the Andy Griffith show. And he did and he write wrote for the Muppet wrote show. For Muppets, Muppet movie
0: and the Muppet movie. Okay, it's there Gary
1: we go. Shandling show. Wow. That's a That's a blast from the 90s, Yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah, but that's crazy to write for. That's a disparate set of things to be writing He'd for been the Muppets kn- and then writing
1: a long time though. yeah
0: just a very surreal set of things after doing something as kind of pretty standard issue like the Andy Griffith show I mean acting on the Andy well Griffith
1: he Griffith also show. wrote for some cartoons too he wrote mm-hmm. for wait till your father gets home and oh, okay stuff
0: like that um
1: anyway sorry
0: no 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 it's <laughs> absolutely fine but I mean, that, that's how the first episode with anybody always goes we we go all these different influences you yeah know? um have you ever noticed like a specific thing about maybe steve martin's comedy creeping in or is it just the silliness in general that you note? Know? because i mean you know you, you you've made a career out of getting to be silly but i'm just curious if there's any specific thing, Other than also being musical because Brack's got so many songs well
1: we just we uh before I left Cartoon Network, there was the twentieth anniversary right um and they they wanted to bring back Cartoon planet for okay uh a limited time just to celebrate the twentieth anniversary mm-hmm. so i I did a bunch of new bits between brack and Zorak mm-hmm and not Space Ghost, because we couldn't afford... Oh, shit. <laughs> that's We had such a crappy little budget. But... Um, so that's why Space Ghost isn't part of it. But Space <laughs> Ghost is there for a split second when I had my daughter be Brack and Zorak clones. <laughs> so I had her be Space Ghost, too. That's awesome. Um, uh, but, yeah, I did a lot uh, unfortunately, I couldn't use the music guy that we use in Cartoon Planet because oh. he was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, Eddie Horst was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, he had—I don't want to bring the show <laughs> down, but he—he he was depressed. He was—he had uh, clinical depression oh. and ended up. Uh, killing himself which is very very sad i was very sad um uh anyway i'm still very sad um but anyway i did i did my own music Mm -hmm. this time around so i i had my ukulele i would make it up in the studio Mm -hmm. so that kind of crazy silly dumb songs uh were kind of ingrained in me yeah
0: I it's it's actually kind of interesting because I feel like I mean I guess you can make uh, a ukulele sound plaintive and sad but if you're gonna pick two happy instruments the banjo and the ukulele it would be the two I would probably think of first.
1: Yeah, and I couldn't play the banjo because I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to learn. Yeah, yeah, how to I get move it. both <laughs> my hands at different <laughs> differently. Uh
0: huh. <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day about a banjo lele, which I'd go never heard of. Plunk, huh? Right, right, right. I was uh, one guest the other day. He has played the banjo lele, which I had never heard of. I have before one of those too. Do you? Yeah. Is that? Is it simpler to play than? Uh, is it, It's the same. It's the same. Okay. Yeah, I have
1: a small one. Uh, I've got a concert uke that I would. <laughs> I tried stand up a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and I had my ukulele. Uh, and I didn't really tell jokes Uh so I think the audience most of the time was just dumbfounded and I stopped doing (laughs) it just because after a while I just couldn't (laughs) couldn't keep it up because I just thought (laughs) I would go out on stage ready to do stuff Mm -hmm. and I would be holding my ukulele and I would just stand there holding it and I would just my whole mind would just go blah
0: no. I guess it's different when you're doing a cartoon. You get to put so much work into it, like, and then you don't have immediate audience response. Some people love and need immediate audience response. Are you? I mean,
1: I do. And, and the funny thing is, is that, and, and I thought I could handle stand-up because mm-hmm. I had done a bunch of uh, panels at okay. different conventions sure. and stuff. Sure. And at, at at those places, you have the audience in the palm of your hand because they've come to see you Sure, do your thing, mm-hmm. do your little monkey dance. And, <laughs> and I I would hold off doing Brack until someone would ask a question. Can you say something as Brack? And of I would just course. say, what do you want me to say? And they, the whole audience would go, brah! Of course, of course they would. Uh, but then it just it's so different from getting up in front of... Eighty people mm-hmm. and and them not knowing who you are. Yeah. So you try, uh, <laughs> try and do some of that same stuff, and it's like, brrr. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> and especially if you're coming out with a with a ukulele, they don't know what to expect. Right?
1: Well, I would do uh, uh, I would do a Randy Newman impression
0: <laughs> <laughs> with the ukulele. As uh, with
1: th- yeah, I would just. I would just strum the ukulele, and then I would start playing uh, You Got a Friend in Me. (laughs) When the world gets (laughs) (laughs) waffled, I would do that. And and then (laughs) I would do, uh, you know, people (laughs) that Randy Newman confused me because his singing voice was different from his speaking voice. Yeah,
0: drastically so. (laughs) Because
1: when he would go up for the Oscar, he would just go, you know, I want to thank everybody (laughs) for this. But really, you (laughs) wanted him to just go out like, I want to win all. Just be this mentally challenged man coming out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I would do, I
1: did a, I did a Bill Cosby bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the comedian, a lot of the comics, I would just do open mics. So a lot mm-hmm. of the comics would be like, wow, Bill Cosby, you really pulled that from millions of years ago. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, but what do you say now? Yeah, right, right. It was basically a joke about uh, Bill Cosby... Uh, having sex with his wife and her getting diarrhea, and it <laughs> all ended up to have a chocolate pudding punchline
0: of course, of course <laughs> it did. of course, but it was about
1: Camille, it wasn't about <laughs> the other ladies it wasn't about his deviance
0: right right <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. do you f- did you? Draw from anybody that you maybe Steve Martin, but did you draw from anybody specific when you're doing stand up, or was it all you was it all just like I'm trying a new thing, and
1: it was all it's just yeah, trying new stuff and yep. I would try I would take out a a bit that would bomb and mm-hmm. try and make it up that night, and that's when I would
0: really start bombing, okay. Um, <laughs> No one has to bomb when they're trying new new shit though like that. <laughs> I mean that No, but it's be-
1: hard. It's yeah. hard. Uh, because even even just a second of silence right. seems like forever. Mhm. And and that's the hardest part about doing stand up if mm. you're sensitive is is like you need that constant feedback from the audience and if you say something and even if it's like a a split second where there's just nothing you're mm-hmm. like uh, that's when my mind panics you know mm-hmm. it's, it's like I don't have feedback
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would be the same as why I've never done it like I don't think I could handle that what I could handle is if I was as famous as it honestly I think if you listen to this there's probably rare moments of silence at all or the if they are there he knows how to eat them up. Like, he knows that, right. you know? yeah. Like, listening to that... I, obviously, it's confidence in you Have you read Born Standing Up? Not it's, yet. It's so fucking good. Yeah. I waited too long to read it. I'm like, oh, God, this is the best fucking book. Yeah, I need to read it. So brilliant. But, like, just to read that that guy ever had zero confidence, too, and how much he bombed and how poorly he bombed, and the fact that, again, I don't know how you stick through it doing stand Well, stand-up. I'm
1: sure, because it was such a different type of comedy. Yeah. If you're going to go up, you know, against... I don't know, Red Fox or, right, you know, right. Don Rickles or, mm-hmm. or anybody like that at the time is like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> um, but, I mean, even. I wonder how much. Like, Robin Williams, I can't believe how he does. I can't understand how he does any of that. I know. Just to go out on stage and I'm sure he had. Words written down. Right. Um, my writing professor in college, uh, was there temporarily, and mm-hmm. she, she was a writer on Mork and Mindy. Awesome. She, uh, worked with, she was a regular on the Billy Crystal Comedy Hour, mm-hmm. and <coughs> she also, Worked with uh, Paul Rubens. She was in the wow. original uh, Pee Wee Herman special that the was HBO on, one.
0: Yeah. Holy shit. She
1: was Mrs. Jelly Roll. Wow. Monica Gannis is her name. Uh huh. So she, she was very influential uh, as a as a teacher because she always uh, encouraged us to write comedy because it was harder. Yeah. Uh, but just. Listening to her talk about Mark and Mindy, how they would just write Robin Williams line <laughs> and really uh, oh, not not really write too much for him mm-hmm. because he was just so improvisational that's insane, crazy and yeah. <gasps>
0: The only time... Like, I won't say it's the only time I've heard it, but, like, I know I've read... You know, going back through bi- biographies of guy like, guys like Phil Silvers, like, I mean, he had a whole... He had this play called Top Banana, and I remember hearing Rose Marie, who was in, like, one of the original productions of it, say, like, there would be just whole chunks of the script where Phil does funny bit here. Like, that that was a thing is built into these guys. And Robin Williams didn't even come out of Vaudeville. He came out of just, like... It felt like this survival instinct that poured out yeah. of him, You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I mean... It was like a controlled panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I went to see him uh, years later. I went mm. to see him in in uh, at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. Awesome. And it was still kind of that controlled panic, like he's falling off a cliff, but everything he does to prevent himself from falling off the cliff is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, yeah.
0: That's the other thing, too, is, like, if you... Where
1: where did you see the Phil Silvers book?
0: The, uh, that bit about Top Banana was in... In high school, I was obsessed with Phil Silvers, and A&E did a biography. Because I was obsessed with,
1: uh, uh, Sid Caesar. Okay. And he came out with a book right at the end of high school, and I... Really
0: is, that, is it just his autobiography? Cause yeah. Because I think I read that a couple, uh-huh. like, a month ag- or a couple months ago. Yeah. So good, like, so honest about... His drinking and all that shit. But, like, those stories fucking fantastic. Another
1: great book, uh, Soupy Says. I've, I've never read Soupy anything Sales. about it. I have
0: one of his albums, but <laughs> I've never read his. That's awesome. Okay. My dad
1: was a big fan of Soupy Sales. Okay. So, uh, and I didn't get to really see Soupy Sales. mm mm-hmm. Well, I saw him as a kid because he was always hosting, like, sure. kids' shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, But his actual black and white show, Lunch with Soupy Mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that, that was always, when I first saw that, the black and white episodes, it was just amazing to me because he just didn't have anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm going to go do this bit. Uh, And it was just like nothing was written on that show. It was like, I'm just going to go out and wing it. I got my buddies here. Was it, it was early, was it? early TV, though, right? Early, like, early. Yeah, like late fifties, early sixties, something like that.
0: Right. But I d-
1: but I, I I found I finally found we used to have uh, a TV host, Flippo the Clown, in uh-huh. Columbus, and he would show movies from four to six. This is before cable, and um, I would come home after school and see. Uh, Flippo the Clown, and he used to show Birds Do It, which was a Soupy Sales movie. Oh, okay, okay. And i th- I finally found it and showed it to my daughter about a year ago, and it was like not that funny. Oh no, because <laughs> <laughs> it was all scripted. Yeah, and <laughs> I thought that's why it hasn't been on DVD mm-hmm. forever.
0: <laughs> I, that's that's the other thing too is is like just that magic of improv. I feel I don't know. Like you can't it,
1: script people like that.
0: Sure, no, exactly right. Like, yeah, uh,
1: CPO Sharky has its moments, mm-hmm. but you can't script Don Rickles. Right, right, right. right. Uh, Don Rickles and Steve uh, Lawrence had that blooper show mm-hmm. in the eighties, mm-hmm. and it was. Never really as good as what it could have been sure. if they would have just let them not write a script for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would love to see footage, and I've, I have, it's been on, it's on YouTube somewhere, but there's footage of laugh mm-hmm. outtakes that, that are a whole lot funnier than the show. Yeah. Because be all fun. of those people were very talented, it's just they, they were restricted by mm-hmm. the... TV rules of the day, and, yeah, and and
0: it that's was that's over for terrible. sure, for sure. And that's, I, I, that's one thing. Like I, I can never tell about Steve Martin either. Those like if I want to know what kind, what kind of, I've never seen him live. I mean, have you? Did you? I'm sorry. Did we? Did yeah, we I say saw, you him, saw him. Live? I okay, saw him.
1: Uh, yeah. I saw him at Chastain Park in Atlanta. Uh-huh. For the the Crow tour.
0: Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I think you mentioned that. It, did he have... I mean, were there... Were he just there had that
1: stage presence that was... I mean, he was serious, but there were a lot of funny moments sure. just because he's a funny person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it was still Steve Martin. I wasn't disappointed
0: sure. by the performance. <laughs> On October 21st, 2015, Stolen Dress Entertainment, in conjunction with Team Fox, brings you the Million McFly March. Fans of the Back to the Future franchise will gather, dressed as Marty McFly, to participate in the largest gathering of Marty McFlys in history and celebrate the Back to the Future films while also raising money for Parkinson's research through Team Fox. More details about the event, as well as links to donate and RSVP for the event, can be found at millionmcflymarch.com. From what I've heard, and like not just in Born Standing Up, but there is this companion album that came out. It's a companion to Wild and Crazy Guy. It's a whole LP that's just an interview, basically like a podcast style, like just very laid-back interview of him about his style and about how he put together Wild and Crazy Guy. And he doesn't it doesn't sound like he couldn't improvise, but he sounds like he's very dependent on that material. Like he was word for word, like would cut cut a word if it didn't work, change the word just one word if it didn't work and it just shocks me because he does because he feels like such a natural goofball you right. don't, you don't assume that he would be so tight
1: yeah i mean at least i don't well with the i mean it was all planned with the sure. the with the wild and crazy guy album i remember it had an autographed picture <laughs> of him that <laughs> says best fish is Steve Martin. <laughs> on the back is his set list that he hand wrote. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, 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 right. Which
1: was really interesting. I wish I could remember it. But it, it's it's just fascinating to see what went into his bits. And they were all you know masterfully yeah, yeah, yeah. written. Much like his stuff on SNL and and all of that. But you know what? I just thought. I just th- remembered. I was kind of wrong about my dad sharing comedy with us. Uh huh. It wasn't a comedy album. It was the show. Okay. Um, we would watch Monty Python with my dad. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. Um, and uh, that was always. Even the dirty stuff. Mm-hmm. This was before you could change the channel really quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I showed my daughter Holy Grail, and uh, the best part about it being on, <laughs> on DVD is I could skip the whole <laughs> Sir Gal had the chased part. Uh huh. Yeah,
0: that was my first thought. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one part you might have to. What's oral sex mean? Yep, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, <laughs> that whole bit, yeah. That's fucking funny.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, I had – that was another – I had a bunch of uh, Python albums. Yeah. Matching Tie and Handkerchief, another Monty Python album.
0: Did you ever hear the one that was taken directly from the – just their first album? Because I own it, but I have not heard it. I realized that the other day. Which one is that? Uh, It's. uh, I'd have to look up the track listing. Is it the one that
1: has the – the Argument Clinic and it stuff might, like that. That might
0: be on there.
1: Oh, I think it's on my... Yeah,
0: I I, I feel phone. like a, a dumbass because I own all these albums, and that's the their first one I've never actually listened to. Uh, I own it, and I...
1: <laughs> okay, there are the albums. Uh, another Monty Python album, and then there's the instant Monty Python
0: That one's a good collection. One too. That's the one that folds out into a fake record collection.
1: Um, yeah. The really album like of that. the soundtrack of the movie.
0: <laughs> we did that one a couple months ago. Have you heard that album? Yeah. Oh, God, it's so it, brilliant. I have it right here. That one's so brilliant.
1: Monty Python's previous record. Uh-huh. Is that their first one?
0: It's quite possible. It's quite The one that, I, that I'm thinking of has, it's just the foot, uh, uh, and there's some landscape, and it says Monty Python something or other. I really wish I knew that. People are, people are going to write in very quickly mm. about this one.
1: No, I had matching tie and handkerchief. that was yeah.
0: my first real. That one's fantastic Python album. It's a really tight album. Um, I just I love that your dad showed you that stuff, even even considering that that might not necessarily be what he would normally show you. But I mean, it's not like all that uh, filthy. Yeah, I mean, you know, no, it's boobs. not. There's some boobs um, here and there, and maybe a couple slightly dirty words.
1: Yeah, and Terry Jones' butt as he's playing the the <laughs> <laughs> organ.
0: <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay, what? Uh,
1: my friend Wally and I in high school always listened to uh, Doctor Demento, and we were big fans of uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Um, I actually met him at Comic Con once. Oh <laughs> I God! I was just petrified. Yeah. Yeah. I I just walked up behind him, and I was ta- gonna tap on his shoulder gingerly, and I just <laughs> tapped on his shoulder and said, "How?" That's what I did. And I did. he turned around, and I was like, "Hi, I'm Andy Merrill." And he and I, I didn't say anything after that. He was like, "Oh wow, there's a brag," and I thought, "I, I don't know. I think I might have peed my pants."
0: Uh huh. Yeah, that's understandable. I'd fucking do that too. That's so good.
1: You know what I hear constantly out of my daughter's room now huh. is Alan Sherman. What I put I put Alan Sherman on her on her listening device, and uh-huh. she just listens to Alan Sherman. That's awesome. All the
0: time. See, that's so good. You know, actually, honestly, we've never done an Alan Sherman album on this show, which really? is weird. nobody's requested it, except for recently. Two guys picked the exact same album. Um, I don't know. One of those guys is the voice of Teddy Ruxman. Uh and that's <laughs> that is why I sought him out for the show. Turns out he's a cantor in the valley and he really likes Alan Sherman, so we're gonna be talking I about love him. Alan he's, Sherman. He's great. Yeah. Um that is that is amazing that your I daughter's mean, listening to that though.
1: what is it? Uh, it just <laughs> All of the references to just stuff in the 60s, mm-hmm. but she's still singing with it. Of course, of course. Oh, boy, Sophia Loren. <laughs> oh, boy, Chief Justice Warren. <laughs> she doesn't know not a, anything not a bit, about but Those are
0: those things that you go back when you're older <laughs> and like, what the fuck did that mean? Or, oh, now I know that reference. <laughs> those things are so good. I, I love having those kind of reference points. I feel like I'm still doing, with that, doing that with some of my comedy.
1: Um... So Another friend of mine mm-hmm. who I love his comedy my he's my wife's favorite comedian Dana Gould I uh-huh. love his albums god, he's brilliant Um I've seen Dame Edna twice in concert Oh
0: my god I would love that she's
1: wonderful I
0: think she just did like a fi- a farewell show or something if I'm She did it was it aw.
1: was uh yeah that's what that's the one we went to Oh that's what okay uh, okay okay she's getting up there in years Sure sure uh, sure Barry Humphreys. Oh yeah right 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 uh i mean he's like 80 shit okay something there so you go. uh he, he he wasn't as uh flowing and <laughs> moved across the stage that much this time <laughs> right cuz i saw him about 7 years ago maybe mm-hmm. in atlanta that was fantastic i bet i just love that he does his homework that's another thing mm-hmm. i love when a comic does their homework mm-hmm. and fits their show directly to the audience. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, that's a lot of work, but I mean, I feel like you actually get more material out of that yeah, kind of I thing. Mean,
1: it, it's, I mean, it's the same type of jokes, but mm-hmm. he won't just say, oh, it's, it's, I'm so confused in Atlanta because of all the peach tree streets. <laughs> There's more to it than that. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. There are some real, you can do some real easy cut and paste, but if you put that personality into it, you can. Make some real good. Yeah, I mean, if you humor.
1: really do your research, it's mm-hmm. a lot funnier and a lot more. You seem like
0: more of a human. <laughs> that's, that's true. Which is funny to say, since we're picking. I feel like this album is Steve is Steve Martin trying. I feel to not like be we human?
1: hardly talked about this every
0: time on the first episode because we didn't track by track it which is like maybe my fault because I just we we had so many different things to talk about
1: (laughs) well that's alright
0: is there another is there another track on that list that would be of interest to talk about smoking one smoking Um, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I gotta take up I gotta I'm not getting enough tar (laughs) and there was something added on I can't remember Never mind. <laughs> th- I mean, there's just little things on there. It's yeah. not the direct track. It's like stuff like you know, some b- people came backstage and asked me if I'm into S and M, or if I was bi. I said, <laughs> I can't remember that one. Yeah, now. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, uh, Are you
1: bi? And I'm like, shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know now. They asked me
1: if I was into S and M, and I thought, well, it's great. great. Spaniards, Spaniards and Mexicans.
0: And Mexicans. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yeah, bi. Do you think they're saying bilingual? Yeah, that's right.
1: That's oh, the bad. Vegas. Vegas is yes. one of my favorites. Me too. Yeah. When he's doing uh, Johnny Duke, uh-huh. the, <laughs> the Vegas performer.
0: Mm-hmm. Sammy <laughs> <laughs> Davis Jr. personal friend of mine. That is one of my favorite fucking bits. That was something my mom always like used to say. gambling jokes <laughs> for you. <laughs> like he doesn't even. Oh.
1: It's impossible. <laughs>
0: The cat likes it. The cat loves it. Uh, There's another cat. Look at all the tits. How many tits are up there? Fifty-three tits up
1: there. One woman in the audience yelled, I want to buy your pants. (laughs) So how much do you think these pants are? He said, you can can have my... No, wait, wait. I'm sorry. That's Robin Williams. (laughs) <laughs> I'm getting a mix up No that's from like Shoot Now I feel stupid That, pfft, that no. was That was uh, Throwing Python a love oh, okay He Why? said you can have these pants If I can have your tits
0: <laughs> See I feel like I have not heard that album So I feel like We need to do that one On, on this show at some point But oh, um,
1: well, it's got the Almer Fudd Singing Bruce oh, yeah, right, Springsteen right, right.
0: You know maybe Then I have That might have been Something my parents Were not supposed it's got to It's got a picture of him me.
1: As a child On mm-hmm. the front your parents yeah, I have would never let you listen to that. <laughs> they would have.
0: That's the problem. <laughs> my parents. They like probably thought, "Oh, oh it's bork. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's basically it. Well, they made and me. I
1: think a l- that probably shocked a lot of parents. Oh yeah, yeah, out. yeah.
0: I mean, it, they would let. I mean, my parents were cool as long as the movie wasn't violent, tits, sex. were okay. Watched a lot of Trading Places as a kid. It's a lot of tits in that movie.
1: This was my first R-rated movie. Was
0: trading places was no it was oh it okay. was uh
1: well the first one my parents knew about was <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> was beverly hills cop oh god but i yeah. went with my friend eric dupler to uh to see star 80 <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> i just realized something was 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 a friend you grew up with wally i have to assume that's the same wally that brack refers to i'm, I'm guessing it is okay good that yeah, I've
1: always happy. referred to Wally because that's basically where the the Brack voice came from. Yeah, uh, it was just him and I in high school, just <laughs> doing our stupid voice to one another.
0: It's so good. It's fucking awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, that's bizarre, <laughs> and that's what we would say to one another. And so that's kind of where it came up. Well, for the original Brack voice was. Mm-hmm the the brack voice that everybody knows yeah. that one was out of necessity okay and that one was the Wally one but the first one if you the, the very first space ghost episode that we did was mm-hmm. like a christmas episode and okay. we did the 12 days of christmas with the villains and brack was uh partridge in a pra- pra- uh in a pear tree and his line was not it was just, hi, my name is Breck. <laughs> and so Breck's voice was like uh-huh. this for <laughs> the first two years or so. And then once we started doing Cartoon Planet, mm-hmm. I had to do something else. Because okay. standing there screaming into a microphone yeah. only lasted like 15 or 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> That's good. Um. I always like to ask people towards the end if you're gonna recommend this album to somebody let's say they let let's say uh your daughter's old enough to listen to this, why would you tell her to listen to this album anybody let's say they haven't heard I've Steve shown
1: Martin. her some tracks on this have album have you okay like a rambling guy mm-hmm. and and stuff that she can <laughs> listen to yeah um I, you know I would just and, and like Alan Sherman, I just show her different tracks. That that I love that are really funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, another mistake I made was to put the spam bit on her, on her phone. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> because she tends to listen to things over and over again. Mm-hmm. Over, and over, and yep. over and over and over and over and over. So for, I don't know, like an hour and a half one day earlier this summer i just hear spam 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 and it's like it's oh going shit. it's like <laughs> it's like he's saying spam for the whole hour and a half oh my god that's
0: <laughs> freaking fantastic so um. <laughs> i i don't
1: know um I, I never really recommend stuff to people but uh i'll i'll have i'll like force them to listen to (laughs) Like if I think something's funny you know I'll just play it like when I was working in Atlanta I would just play it in my office like
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Dick Two Ton Baker (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) singing I'm a little weenie (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little weenie looking for a bun (laughs) Just (laughs) a teeny weenie itty bitty one Oh my god <laughs> If I keep a cooking I'll be overdone Pickle and onion brrr, Hot Dog
0: Holy shit
1: In <laughs> the pot a boilin' gettin' soakin' wet <laughs> Hope they know I'm in here Hope they don't forget I'm a little Frankfurt waitin' to be at Of course Pickle and onion Hot Dog Dick Two Ton Baker. Oh, that's
0: fantastic! I feel like that's 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 maybe maybe instead of recommend, then uh, Annie Merrill is forcing you to listen to this album. Let's just say I that. just
1: forced you to listen to two. Uh, and that too. I'm a little weenie.
0: I feel like I should play that at the end of this <laughs> this episode. I always throw <laughs> clips in. Uh, I should just put that in at the end. Uh, My well, favorite of
1: his though is "In Heaven There Is No Beer." It's a German oh, yeah. song.
0: Yeah, I know that song. Okay, so it's that guy. All right, I, I'm surprised I haven't heard the other song. Just I'm a little weenie. Ridiculous. I love it. It's looking fantastic. I mean that's like I, I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't hear like that sounds like something my grandmother would have maybe. I'm no, a little weenie. Too, my grandma was approved. Uh but, but Dick uh, Two Ton Baker. Dick Two Ton Baker. I
1: don't think you can buy any albums but it's on the internet somewhere.
0: Yeah. I'm sure one of these days I will find something sitting around. I, I, I find uh, the weirdest shit. I have a Maury Amsterdam album of all things. I saw that. It's good. I mean, it's interesting. Like you know, I have good a couple
1: Don Rickles albums. Hey, yeah. dummy.
0: That's the one I have, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> so on PC.
0: Mm, of course. Of course.
1: <laughs> I saw Rickles. Did you? Yeah, I saw in the, in the early 90s I saw Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. and Don Rickles opened for him. Of course. And how can you not buy
0: that ticket? No, no, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rickles
1: was just, oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I love Don Rickles, Mm -hmm. but just to see him on stage, it was, like, (laughs) electrifying. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, that alone would have been satisfying. But Mm -hmm. being in the same room with Frank Sinatra, that was...
0: Did did Sinatra do any, like, not necessarily comedy bits, but, like, talky bits between the songs? A lot or no? Not much, because no. he was. That's,
1: that was towards. The, that was Yet. the second to the last okay. uh, tour.
0: Yeah, I was, I was always wondering if it was more like, nope, here's my song, let's do this, get it over with. I could never. Because I obviously never saw the man. I saw before.
1: Jerry Lewis.
0: Really? Uh
1: huh. That's was another that? album I have. It's like a collection of Jerry Lewis songs. I've never seen that. Uh. It's a Columbia. Um. Yeah, it was like his greatest hits. Mm -hmm. And it has, uh, they go wild, simply wild, over me. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw him in concert, and my dad always hated Jerry Lewis. Uh Because he always seemed like he was such a dick, you know, (laughs) in real life. Right, right. I mean, we loved his movie. Flippo would, like, show Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis movies all the time. And we loved, like, uh, You're Never Too Old and those movies. And we just thought... Jerry Lewis was so funny and my dad would never watch him with us because he (laughs) just hated Jerry Lewis. So it sucked. The concert sucked. It was just him showing clips of his movies and telling the most stupid I loved, he was like, I love to tell stupid jokes. Just dumb jokes. And they were truly dumb jokes that weren't funny at all. But my girlfriend at the time and I waited at the in the back mm-hmm. to get his autograph and I had that album with me. And there were six of us <laughs> waiting for him in the back. He walked out of the building, looked at us and said, Howdy, y'all. And then he walked up the stairs and I thought, There's fucking six of us. Right, right. You could You could at least be cordial. <laughs> and as he was walking up the stairs, I don't know why I stopped myself, but I was going to yell... My dad was right about you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stupid Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: um do you have do you have anything you want to promote? Do you have anything you want to promote or tell people where to find you online?
1: No. <laughs> Not really doing anything at the moment
0: uh what about on twitter
1: yeah twitter it's uh i don't really write that much on twitter okay but when i do mm-hmm. that is the social network that i prefer sure um when my <laughs> when my mom's not on it <laughs> it's uh at andy merrill two. i think because i couldn't get my own name what
0: the hell somebody else has your name are they really named Andy Merrill that's other
1: the b- There's a there's a brack on Twitter too that I uh-huh. hope that I know people... No, it's it's at A Merrill two A M E R. It's hard to spell your name when <laughs> wait. It's at A M E R R I L L two. That's on Twitter. But there is a brack on Twitter. Who I kinda was I, I wrote to him a long time ago saying, you know, this isn't cool. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, I don't fucking care." <laughs> Is he writing um, his own stuff, or yeah, he's writing show? his stuff as Brack. Okay, that bothers weird. me a little bit. Yeah. still, but it, I think it bothers me more that he has more followers than I do. <laughs> 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 but people who are my followers know that that I'm not the fraudulent Andy Merrill. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure it's the Andy Merrill who makes boats or is a police officer. Did you ever Google yourself online?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There are two or three or four other guys, my name and age, same a- name and age. I never expected. I found a
1: gravestone.
0: <laughs> okay. No, that's fucking like Yeah, And great.
1: it didn't say Andrew Merrill. It said Andy Merrill. <laughs> and the guy died in 72. Uh-huh. So I keep saying i I had that on my Facebook page for a while. (laughs) I said, wow, I've been dead for like 30 years. I must be a zombie. (laughs) But it's great. It just says Andy Merrill. That's
0: awesome. No special quote about him. No special quote. (laughs) Just Andy Merrill. Died in
1: 1972.
0: That's depressing. Uh, But fun.
1: Yeah, I died when I was six, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, thank you for doing this, for one. Well, thank you for asking. And for picking one of my favorite albums of all time, because I love... It's a story. great album. It's so good. But um,
1: listening to this podcast, you uh-huh. probably wasn't that much of an
0: influence <laughs> on me as everything
1: else was, but that's an album that sticks out of my head. Yeah, yeah, and no, of course. And that's, if anybody asked, if I did recommend a comedy album, mm-hmm. and they'd say, here's this list of comedy albums, that would be one of them that would be the first one i probably would tell people to listen to
0: i've had people put me in a corner and ask me what my favorite is and i and i always changes every time so it's like it's impossible to pick for me
1: i have a lot and i'll talk about a lot Mm -hmm. but usually that's the first one that comes to mind
0: me too me too that's why it's on my wall in my office it Mm -hmm. is not clean enough to record it um well thank you for doing this obviously and thank you guys for listening and as always have a good thing